Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. Last week, Kelsey Corvola of the Boise Rescue Mission joined me in the studio as one of our two cover stories for our July-August edition of Christian Living Magazine. Today, my relatively new friend, Teresa Nickel, author of The Girl in Your Wallet and the second half of the cover story duo is joining me, and she has brought a guest with her, Matt Shaw of the Boise Girls Academy. Sorry, you, Matt, you and I have never met. You are I've a really met. new friend from the Boise Girls Academy. So, Matt and Teresa, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. How are you guys doing? Good. Fantastic. I know that we talked we talked about this last week, but both you and Kelsey have such powerful testimonies that we simply just could not. Our our board of people that picks the cover story each time, our our system is so different. You know, business coaches, consultants can't believe they're like, you don't know a year in advance why your cover stories are going to be. Nope, I don't know until ten days before. Sometimes it's five days before because we just give it to God. It's it's all Holy Spirit led, but we were not getting a clear answer. And so we came back to you and Kelsey and said, hey, how would you ladies feel about sharing the cover? And you, neither one of you hesitated. I mean, it was just instant. Yes. And then you met when we did the cover story. And I told you both, because I'm friends with both of you, it's going to be an instant friendship. And it has been. It's been so fun to watch. And um, actually, this show's pre-recorded, and we're doing it all in the same day. And you and Kelsey were in the hallway. And I'll see you on this day, and I'll see you on And it was just, it was so fun. Oh, so. I'm excited. I'm excited to, I was excited to meet her, but also to learn more about the program and what she's doing. Her energy is just contagious. She is. She is an infectious, infectiously joyful person. Yes. I love that. So thank you for, for being gracious and for sharing the cover with Kelsey, but I just think that it's a win-win. Oh, I'm honored. You I'm know. honored. So you reached out to me some time ago. I don't even remember. It's, you know, it's so funny. It's, we are relatively new friends, but I feel like I've known you forever. You reached out to me, and we discovered that we have a mutual friend, Mark Rennick, whose show airs right after this one here on one The Voice. And so, hey, hey, Mark. Like, I'm assuming he's listening in. But we met for coffee in Meridian, and you shared your story with me, and it just so moved me. You shared part of your story with me. And then earlier this year, you invited me. You were You were speaking at the Eagle Christian Women's event that they were doing and you invited me which i was really honored and touched that you would do that and for the ladies who saw me there that day i own that i snuck in and i kept my head down because i'm a social butterfly and i have the gift of gab and i didn't want to miss and so i wasn't snubbing anybody on purpose but i was really trying to stay focused so that i could hear your story and i wouldn't get caught up visiting um, because i have lots of friends everywhere but i was you know, I, I came in and I thought, you know, we've had coffee. I, I know her story and this will be great. But I was not fully prepared. <laughs> you you shocked me. You rocked my world. I, I came from, you know, a large family and pretty normal, healthy background. And to hear you share your story, which you share in the magazine, absolutely knocked me for a loop and opened my eyes that... You know, we, we, when I talk to people who work in fostering, foster kids don't come happy, healthy, and whole. 
And boy, that kind of describes your background. So thank you for that. But one thing that really struck, and I don't think we covered this in the magazine article, because I don't want to just reiterate that. People can pick up the magazine and read that. But one of the things that you shared that day was that your counselor asked you if you were suicidal. Yes. And your answer was? I answered her honestly. I said, no, I'd never considered committing suicide. But it was her response that changed everything. She leaned over in her chair and said, really? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. See, I have a philosophy on that. Because even though you weren't walking with God yet, he had plans for you. So he was shielding you from that. (laughs) Well, I think also, too, that he selected for me a counselor who was very straightforward and to the point, because I had not been accustomed to a soft-spoken voice, a compassionate, empathetic-type situation. And so it was those confused me. I hadn't had any experience with those. So this woman was right to the point, flicky right between the eyebrows, right? And that's what I needed. She got my undivided attention. And that's exactly, it was my moment of clarity. It was the moment that I opened my eyes and I wondered what would happen if I started working the program instead of working the system. Oh, could you say that again? Well, I wondered what would happen (laughs) if I stopped trying to work the system and tried working the program. I was a pro at working the system. Well, not quite a pro. I had uh, I had been, um, I don't know what the word is. Twice I had been uh, to court for welfare fraud. I had done, you know, it just, I, I worked the system every way possible because that's what I learned. Yeah. That's what the parents did. That's what I learned. It was sharing, they were sharing tips on how to get away with everything. And that's, that's what I did. But here was this woman in treatment at my at my bottom. I didn't know I was at bottom yet until I met that woman. And I knew this was it. That's amazing. Are you still in touch with her today? I am not. You are not. I am not. Do you ever think about reach, just reaching out and saying, you really changed my life? I sent her a card for the first five years of sobriety because while we sat in that group therapy room, she said to us that in in one year, less than one of us will still be sober. And so I sent her a card every year and said, I'm still here. I'm still hanging on. How are you doing? So she never wrote back, but I never got them back either. So I know she received them. She received them. Mm-hmm. And don't you know, I mean, it's, it, it has to be. There, were, there was a pastor in my early 20s that made a, a big difference in my life. And then I kind of, I became the prodigal child and I wandered off. And a couple years ago, I went to reach out to him. I knew he'd left the area, and I went to reach out to him because I wanted to send him a copy of the magazine and say, I've, you know, the prodigal found her way home, mm. and only to find out he'd passed away. Mm. And I was like, oh, I know it doesn't matter to him anymore where he's at, or he may already know, but oh, I wanted to share with him. I wanted to close you know, that loop. You, you, you really made a difference, and it wasn't lost. Yes. I, I just put it on hold. <laughs> yes. Well, we can take that now and know that uh, we may not see any reward for the kindness that we show and, and all of that, but it's it happens. Yeah. And we have to trust that God took it from there. Absolutely. Amen. So you had a tough childhood. And again, we don't need—the the magazine covers that. You, you had— an unusually tough childhood. You know, I didn't know till later how unusual it was. Well, yeah, because it was yes, normal. It was my normal. I, I had an idea because we weren't allowed to bring kids home. We weren't allowed to have friends over. <laughs> so I kind of had an idea that we weren't normal. 
or acceptable, I guess, might be a better thing. But yeah, looking back and as I, I grew and I saw more of the world and the experiences other people were having, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have those. Yeah. I used to have a sign that, you know, the old, the old 80s waterbed, you know, with the big high headboard. I had, I had a sign that somebody had, had given me that hung on my side and it said, children learn what they live. Mm-hmm. And when they gave it to me, they said, be careful how you live. Because that's what your children, what you're imprinting on your children is normal. 100% true. And I mean, it wasn't doing anything wrong, but it was a great, you know, you're reminding me that I was the role model for, the first role model for my children. And also I would take that too and say that not only was I modeling my behavior after them, I didn't know what their motives were for behaving that way. So I was making it up with the mentality of an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it wasn't true. But it was the best I could do. Well, it's true to you. True to me. Re- yeah. You know, your reality is your truth mm-hmm. sometimes. So so we're going to fast forward to today. Okay. So because of your history, because of how far God has brought you, you, you are a huge supporter of the Boise Girls Academy. Oh, 100% in. Which which brings us to Matt. Matt. Matt came in and said, I'm quiet. And I said, uh, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> So before we, before we really bring Matt into this, what would you like to say about your involvement or, or the impression the Boise Girls Academy Well, I found out about the Boise Girls Academy through a mutual friend I met who, because um, I was inquiring about prison ministry, which is what I had done up until this point. And she told me about this Teen Challenge program, Boise Girls Academy, and I asked if I could visit. Boy, I walked in the door out there in Nampa and my heart just started pounding. And I got the tour, and I just as we went through this whole facility, I don't live with regrets, so I don't want you to hear there's a regret here. But my heart was just so open to the fact that how might things have been different if a program like that would have been available to me? Yeah. They're changing lives, young lives on that property, and I am 100% convinced. And they're doing it in Jesus' name. And so, yeah, I'm a huge supporter. I, I volunteer with my church. I'm a financial giver. And then I'm doing things like this, inviting Matt, introducing people to the program that they don't know about. Let's spread some information and let people know what's going on out there in Nampa. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Matt, in, in preparation for, for the show today, of course, I went on your website. And I, and I love how your website describes it. Boise Girls Academy as a teen challenge school for girls ages 13 to 17 that offers a Christian boarding school coupled with a unique and effective approach to healing of the mind and the heart. That's us. That's that's us. So what does what does that mean for for anybody who because because admittedly you're new on my on my scope. So catch me up here. Well, we are a God program. It's not a program with a little school involved or animals involved or we have a volleyball team but none of that's our focus our focus is that these girls have a solid growing healthy relationship with god and you you mentioned parenting and modeling our staff are the ones who come along these girls and model for them what it's like to be a christian woman in today's society so that's how it's so impactful and powerful is our staff come alongside these girls and they're spending every single day with them modeling for them christ so like i said we're a god program um everything else is just extra and bonus because that's really the only thing is that these girls have a solid godly biblical foundation so are the majority of the girls who come to live at boise girls academy are do most of them come from a christian home or are some of them new believers 
Most do not. And the ones who come from a Christian background are usually atheists. They hate God. They want nothing to do with God. And so coming from the perspective, and they don't choose to come. So these girls are coming against their will. Some are sent by a transport company, um, but parents bring them kicking and screaming, not always literally, but they do not want anything to do with God. They're happy with their lives, even though they're heading for disaster. They're happy with where they're at. They don't know anything different. So that kind of already answers my one question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think that there are, there are those that are fire engine red, obvious, but how does a parent know if you've, if you've got a, a teen daughter that's on the fence? How do you know what the tipping point is to know whether or not this is an appropriate choice for your daughter? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, many parents, they don't know what to do. They're just, they've at their end of the rope or they trust the professionals. They go to counseling and they try everything. They put the girls on four, five, six different medications. They're just following society's answers when, man, if they can get them to us first, if we could be the first resort instead of the last, we can save both the girl and the parents a lot of heartache. But Man, the warning signs are there. Don't neglect or push aside the warning signs. They're they're everywhere, but we have our parental blinders on, and we only want to see our kids as they're just hanging around the wrong people or while they're just off track a little and every kid goes through this rebellion. But if you could take those blinders off and realize the enemy is out to destroy them, it's his full-on desire to kill them. And so... Everything they're doing is going alongside the enemy's plan to kill them. So, man, step in. Do do everything you have to do. So you house girls from ages 13 to 17. Is there a limit on how long they can stay? We're designed to be a 15-month program-ish. It's more based on heart and mind change, not on the date on the calendar. We're really looking for change of behavior, um, change of heart. So... We're trying to get parents to buy into the as long as it takes to till we see these outcomes. So we're set up to be 15 months, but it's more the, the girls aren't doing time. This isn't punishment. This is a opportunity to get a fresh start. And so we don't we want to treat them like my daughter's 25, and so me me and my wife have been doing this for 13 years, and so. We've always looked at it as how would we want somebody treating my daughter? Um, that's why it's it's a home. It's not a program. It's not a prison sentence. It's we want to treat these girls as as the way God sees them and how special and amazing He created them to be. And how many how many girls at any one time? Our capacity is thirty two. A couple summers ago, we got up to thirty six. Uh, we felt like we weren't able to do an excellent job of taking care of each student, so we're like. Let's pull that back because we want to. We we're going to stand before God someday and how we treated yeah. these girls. So we want to make sure we're, we're excellent. And Matt, how many uh, girls do you currently have? We are down to twelve as of today, but we have uh, good and bad. We've graduated ten girls in the last eight weeks. That's fantastic. So they finished the program. Now they're going back home, and um, so so yeah, we're we have room to grow. But it's sad to see these amazing lives that have changed and these girls that have become leaders um, go back home 
because we don't we don't get the weak girls. We get these strong, determined, tenacious <laughs> world changers. The problem is they've been changing the world for evil. Yeah. And so if they can, we can re get God back in the center of their life, and then they can change the world for good. So. That's that's amazing. Um, so can you share with our listeners just a little bit kind of what the process looks like from onboarding through? Or does it, or is it just too too scattered? No, well, I, I'll try to concise this as fast as possible. Basically, parents call us, they find us, they do a Google search, and they find us, and uh, we just say, hey, we try to determine if, if we're really what they're looking for. And then we, and then also, can we work with this these parents it's not just the student um, we can almost take in any student i would almost rather rather have a heroin addict meth addict than a church girl church girls are the hardest <laughs> they are so resistant to god but uh parents call us we start the conversation and hey and then we just move forward hey okay well Here's what it looks like. Here's the program. Here's your involvement. Parents come every other month. We do a lot of parent training because if we don't change home, if we don't change home, these girls almost really have almost no hope. We got to change mom and dad. We got to change home. Even if they're great parents, we got to come alongside them, pour into them so they can be that model for them. The, yeah. the, the goal is to teach our kids to be like Christ and we're the model. So Absolutely. It's, follow me as I follow Christ. That's got to be, that's my staff's training. Like, guys, you got to be Christ to these girls. Well, and the dynamic has to change. Yeah, or, or we just go back to everything status quo. Within, so, thir- so, within 30 days, yeah. when the girls go home, if the parents haven't changed, it, it'll crash. Yeah. So, um, so that then the we decide on a date, and then the parents bring the daughter if they cannot get her to me, they hire a transport company and they drop her off at my door. So uh, sometimes that's easier because they don't throw a fit in front of their transport company when they're wailing and crying in front of mom and dad and cussing us out and calling us every blankety blank name you can think of because they can't imagine their life without their cell phone. Yeah. And so because it's every part of their day is they can't go five seconds without looking at their phone. I was recently talking to an educator who had asked, who had given a challenge to her students to sacrifice something for 30 days. And one of her students said, I will sacrifice two hours a day of my cell phone. <laughs> and we got to thinking about, you know, and she said, well, how much are you on your phone? Oh, six, six hours, six, six or seven hours, you know. Average. And yeah. so I, I quickly, you know, grabbed the calculator and did the math. And, and if they're on their phone, if even us, I mean, even as an adult, because our phones are everything now. That's our email. It's our social media. It's still the phone. It's a mini computer. It's everything. But if you're on your phone six hours a day, every day for a year, you've given up 24 hours a day for two months to that wow. little device. And so I, don't, I don't think they realize. So yeah, it really is their world. So you've just ripped their lifeline out of their I mean that jokingly. Some days I'd like somebody to take my phone. What we find almost immediately is they can become kids again. They're not meant to be inundated with all this garbage every day in, day out. And they they start to laugh. First of all, they look up. They've not been looking people in the eye for months, years, because there's no social. Everything social is on the phone. So they can learn just new social skills, life skills, how to be a friend. Yeah, um, a real friend, but 
it changes everything. And they can become kids again to hear them laugh. And they, yesterday I saw two girls out on the, there's a swing in our backyard and they were just pushing each other in big circles and getting really dizzy. And they were just laughing like, you know, a 13, 14, 15 year old should be instead of man, just down, depressed, sitting in their room, isolated on their phone. So we get to we get to watch the amazing miracles happen every day. New lease on life. Yeah. So how does somebody like Teresa get involved? Man, I uh, getting people in the door just to see it because it's one thing to hear about it, but if you can come and see it. But I'm hearing about it's fine. Um, we are a nonprofit. We exist uh, by our sponsors, by our supporters. Whether it's small gifts, large gifts, uh, that's what keeps us going. But. We have room for people to do. We have ladies who come and teach a cooking class. They might teach four girls how to cook lasagna. Um, we have church, uh, Rock Harbor is one of the churches that comes regularly, and they do a lot of projects outside. And so um, there's always work to be done. Um, the list is long, and it was, and we're so blessed when anyone and anybody comes along and says, hey, we're here to help. Yes, Teresa. I had a physical response when I toured the facility, I walked in, I was introduced, Matt started walking me down the hall, talking about it, but I could see the girls in their various areas and doing things. And there was such a wholesomeness to it. There was just, I had a physical response. My heart started beating. Um, it just, the tour itself was uh, spoke volumes. So you encourage people call and schedule the, the a, energy. Call and schedule there. a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will be. Trust me. Great. I love to walk people through just just to see it, to see what God has done, to hear the story of how God put us in this building in Nampa. It's it's just a God story that you almost have to see to believe. So how do people find out more information or get a hold of you guys? I would say go to our website. Um, we're on Facebook, BoiseGirlsAcademy.org. Um, any of those, look us up. And then, yeah, our phone number's there. Call us. I would love to uh, talk to you. Uh, on Facebook, is it under Boise Girls Academy or is it Teen Challenge? I believe it's BoiseGirlsAcademy.org or okay. Boise Girls Academy. Yeah, just, I, maybe there's not an just org on Facebook. Yeah. Just search it. Yeah, we're just there. There's pictures up there every day of the girls running, playing. They had water activities this last week. We put volleyball games on there. Um, it's you get to see some of the girls and them in their daily life. They might be petting a goat or chasing a chicken. Who knows? I, but I it's fun stuff. Teresa, as yeah. we're running out of time here, um, is there anything you'd like to add, or how can people reach out to you? Because you do public speaking, you've you've I you've do. got some input I do. too, and I'm also visiting uh, jail and mountain home soon, speaking to the ladies down there who've read my book, which is just super cool. But you'll find me at teresanickel.com, T-E-R-E-S-A-N-I-C-K-E-L-L.com, and of course, in on the cover of Christian Living Magazine, and all my contact information's in there as well. I love it. Thank you again for sharing your story with our readers and for being here today. Matt, thank you too for being here today. We are out of time. I know I learned new things today. And this this is, for some reason, you have been off my radar, but you're not now. <laughs> so look out. Remember, you can read Teresa's story in our current issue of Christian Living Magazine, available in over 600 locations throughout Southern Idaho or online at christianlivingmag.com. And I know I keep saying this, but Christian Living Spotlight is now a podcast and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, just to name a few. Be sure to subscribe today and never miss an episode again. 
This does bring our time to an end for this week, folks. We invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.